Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Get back to football in just a moment. I'm just seeing footage right now of what's going on in France. (laughs) They're rioting in the street because France beat Morocco and is now playing in the World Cup final. It Mm. looks like they're setting the city on fire from what I'm seeing on social media. Well, listen, I come from a a city where you have to put Vaseline on the street lights. (laughs) Jeez. That so, looks, Philadelphia is quaint compared to what's happening. How do these people get a hold of all these fireworks? Uh, yikes. Uh, France. Uh, who do you like, by the way? France, Argentina. I think we need to get into this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we need to get into it now that the yeah, final yeah, is yeah. here. This is the time we're going to get into the World <laughs> Cup. We got one game left. This is when Perloff and I bring out all of our hot takes and opinions. Stu, how many times have we asked you questions this month about the World Cup? Uh, a good amount. More than uh, usual. I would say more in this month than... The other, you know, eleven months we've worked. Together so far. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'd say Combined. the increase is up about two hundred thousand percent. Yeah, every time we're all looking at the monitors in the hallway, and I'm like, "Oh, who's that guy? Oh, he plays for Liverpool. Oh, he plays for <laughs> yeah. Chelsea. Oh, Stu, <laughs> I, I will give you this. You know who everybody plays for. Yep, that is true. Um, okay, we've got Perloff's against the grain today. Do you need yeah. us to do anything to set you up? Uh yes. So this is about system quarterbacks. Let's hit the against the grain music. Against the grain. Let me tell you a story about a young man, wet behind the ears, joins Sports Illustrated, somehow convinces them to let them do a blog. So what am I going to write about? You may ask, you may not. I write about how... <laughs> oh, this is you. Oh, this is sorry. me. This is me. I write about system quarterbacks, how I feel like sometimes, sometimes, quarterbacks get too much credit and you have to acknowledge that they are part of a system. Now, the year is 2006. Who do I pick as my example? Don't say it. Oh, mm. I know where you're going. Take a guess. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Oh, Mr. Tom Brady, system <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> so this makes me somewhat, oh, this geez. is pre-social media in a way. 2006, yeah, I guess Facebook was out. It made me kind of go viral for about a month, and it was <laughs> not good. It was not good. People hated it. But then People today, it. today I, I wake up. And I hear a real football genius come out and basically make the same argument. Let's play Micah Parsons talking to Von Miller. We look at the Eagles as it hurts or the team. <sighs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's a, <laughs> I think 
nigga. It's system and team. I, I just love the game so much, and I understand it so much that like I can't. I, I like I like when things are off. I I just can't like hold it in. Like I almost gotta say something. Like you know, you're right. They got they got a great team, great defense. But everyone everyone has their own opinions. Like, but they got so Jalen Hurts is MP. he's good. Yep. So I'm much like Micah Parsons. I just know so much about the game. I can't hold it back. <laughs> we always say that about you. I will. I can take any situation, any quarterback, and make an argument they are a system quarterback. I obviously did it for Brady. But Tom Brady himself, Maggie, said, if I was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, I would be out of the NFL by now. In 2010, he said that. That was 12 years ago. It's true. It does matter where you were drafted, who your coach is, what the players around you are. In a major, major sense, all quarterbacks are system quarterbacks. And I would even argue the ones that people say no one would say Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback. The dude closes his eyes and throws the ball 30 (laughs) yards downfield left-handed. He's totally a system quarterback. In college, he played for Cliff Kingsbury, who was straight out of the Mike Leach school. The ultimate Texas Tech quarterbacks invented system quarterbacks. Graham Harrell, who we had on the show yesterday, was awesome was the original system quarterback. Threw for 5,500 yards in a season because he was part of a system. Then what does Mahomes do? He gets to Kansas City with Andy Reid. Is it coincidence, Maggie, that all Andy Reid quarterbacks are amazing? No, of course he benefits from the system. So will you at least be willing to open your mind to the idea that all quarterbacks are system quarterbacks? Well, I think all quarterbacks... Maybe the base level is system quarterback. Like, of course, to be good, you have to execute the system. I think what takes Jalen Hurts to another level, what takes Mahomes to another level, Josh Allen, whatever you want to say, is the improvisation. Like, when the system breaks down, when the play breaks down, when your first, second, and third options are covered, when all that stuff, when there's nowhere else to go, can you make magic happen? And I think that Hurts has shown he can do that, so I think he's a worthy MVP candidate this year. I think Mahomes can do it. I think Allen can do it. I think Brady could do it. Like, I, so... Maybe a little less Brady, but yeah. But, like, the, the system is... Running the system is the baseline of being competent quarterback. And then what do you do on top of that? Okay, I I totally agree. Everything you said is true. But I think all those quarterbacks are at their best when they're in in the system. No, when the system is working, yes, we see. Of course. And also, too, look at what's happened to Josh Allen without Brian Dayball this year. You're telling me that that, he's not a worse quarterback than last season? I don't know. I mean, I'm actually asking. (laughs) I think the numbers are down a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, they're winning more games, but the numbers are a little bit different. Um. Of course, when the system is working, why would they practice if they're not even about the system? You know, although you said you think every quarterback is part of a system. Kyler Murray, does he strike you as something? Kyler Murray, yes. He came from. No, he came from. Came very much from Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma, Mike Leach. And he went. And he was single handedly picked. By Arizona because he fit their system because they brought in Cliff Kingsbury to run it. He's the ultimate system. I know, but he never you, would have been number one if it wasn't for the system. What do you watch on the field? Do you feel like you're watching a well system? When Kyler Murray is playing well, he's very much in rhythm, and the offense is really going the way that Cliff Kingsbury wants it. When things are bad, yeah, yeah, yeah that plays those plays against the Raiders, but that's not really what makes Kyler Murray good. When they're running that offense with Hopkins healthy, they they run a great system. They run Cliff's system, and it's really good. So I think, yeah, of course he was a system quarterback. He came out of the the birth of system quarterback system. Again, another Mike Leach quarterback. But I could take it way, way further, Maggie. Yeah. And I can really annoy That's people it. Do here. you want to talk about Lamar Jackson? Do you want to talk about... Lamar Jackson could use a much better system, to yeah. be honest. And he's got a little bit of a Greg Roman system thing going. But regardless... Like Justin Herbert could use a better system? Yeah, yeah. Justin Herbert's problem 
Justin Herbert, by the way, look at his coach. When he has a good coach, he's a great quarterback. When he has a sort of iffy coaching situation, this was his college story. He got a new coaching staff and everything fell apart. He needs a better system, but that's not the point. Okay. Everything in the world is a system quarterback. That sounds weird, right? Like we're doing a show, we're part of a system? A thousand percent. <laughs> okay. But not a only time that, slot. Yes, we're part of a company. There is this fallacy that people make. They overrate individual human achievement. They've done it forever. Everything great is really just a system quarterback. And in today's column, I make some examples. Are you ready? Wow. This is this is outside of sports, just life yes. examples. Okay, go. The ultimate system, the Beatles. <laughs> Do you think, all right, you're telling me okay. the greatest band of all time. They just happened to be in England in the 60s when, guess what? The second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh greatest band, they were in the right time, right place. Absolutely. Okay. But, okay. Okay, they were a great band. They were part of the system. They basically, they got lucky. They just hit it. They were in the right place at the right time. If the well, Beatles... And the songs are great because you could be four dudes together whose songs suck and nobody's going to know who you are. Yeah, well, is it coincidence the Rolling Stones were formed the exact same time in the exact same place in the world and they're the second greatest band of all time? I'm just saying that we overrate the Beatles a little bit. Just saying. Okay, what couple else other. Um, Voltaire, system philosopher. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> basically... One more person says that to me today. Um, the Enlightenment was the air raid offensive philosophy. I mean, anybody could have been a great philosopher at that time. Okay, can I counter with one? Yeah. How about individual achievement? Because they were ridiculed for what they said, but ultimately, you know, I can't imagine what our life would be like without it. Galileo. Oh, that's so funny. So in my column today, I put Copernicus was a system astrologer, and I wrote in parentheses, he's no Galileo. Well, Galileo is the one guy. He <laughs> yeah, said he, that we revolve around the sun, not the other way around, and he was basically excommunicated. couple more. You know, Galileo, I admit, I said in this column today that Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, and Mahatma Gandhi were three exceptions to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did that. Uh, Genghis Khan, totally system marauder. If you look at the <laughs> geopolitical situation at that time, of course he was going to expand across Western China. Duh. Uh, Edmund Hillary. My brother found his tomb. Edmund Hillary, totally system explorer. We, you know, we know it wasn't even him. Well, I was going to say, his Sherpa does not get yeah. enough love. Yeah. That's a guy. Was it the Arctic or Antarctica? The guy who, or, or what was it? Everest. Everest, whatever. <laughs> Neil Armstrong, sister astronaut. That could have been anybody. That could have been anybody. Who stepped on the moon first. Yeah. Uh, he, he definitely workshopped that line before. You know, we talk about like with play-by-play -play yeah, guys. Yeah. Oh, are, yeah. you, are you workshopping like the line? Like yeah. Yeah. He definitely workshopped one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, right? Ernest Hemingway, system novelist. Mm. I mean, come on. Oh, the 20s. Just a coincidence that Fitzgerald Hemingway and Ezra Pound and all these people came up at the same time. He was right place, right time. Yeah, but they weren't right about bullfighting and stuff like that. Yes, he did. They they all were in 1920s France hanging out and being expatriates. They're all very similar. Um, okay, who else do I have on here? Are you going Picasso system painter? Picasso was a little bit of a, uh, you know, I was going to have one of the Impressionists. Matisse was a bit of a system. <laughs> Claude Monet, <laughs> bit of a system, system Impressionist. I had a, did I mention Shakespeare, system playwright? Only because I don't believe he wrote all those plays. That's a common So it kind theory. of took a system. Yeah. He's like the Jalen Hurts of playwrights. Also like Miles wrote, Sanders helped him out. <laughs> <laughs> wrote some of his plays during a pandemic, right? Wasn't that one of the famous oh, uh, Shakespeare that. things? But here's the one that is going to cause the most controversy if anyone is actually still listening to us, which I seriously <laughs> doubt. Well, this is gold. Taylor Swift is a system musician. Ooh. Come after me. Come after me. 
Should we dump this? I, I don't know I don't about know. this. That's this like, isn't going to go well. cursing on the air. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> Swifties Taylor are, Swift. are not to be met with. Yeah, I know. Taylor Swift is considered, and by many, the greatest individual musician right now. She is built up by a system of songwriters and producers and marketers, and everyone has created this thing that we know as Taylor Swift. There, I said it. I mean, just clip that. Yeah. I, I just want to see what happens when we put that on the internet. It's not going to go well. Uh, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> did, did you say, should we dump that? Yes. <laughs> is that, is that an FCC violation? <laughs> you guys don't care that I went after Shakespeare and Voltaire? It's T-Swizzle that is causing the problem. Who do you think has more fans on Twitter right now? I, I feel like the Swifties are, are not going to be happy. I mean, they shut down Ticketmaster. I mean, see what happened to them a couple weeks ago. <laughs> what are they going to do to Maggie and Perloff? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be out on the street. When we're locked nothing. out of the account tomorrow morning. We know why. Oh, because Perloff had to make some point about Jalen Hurts. I'm trying to match, like, match Michael Parsons' energy. I figure nobody cares if I'm calling out the Beatles, but Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Part of the machine. Come on. Am I wrong? Yes. Yes. And I'm just saying that so they don't come after me. By the way, I'm running the other way from this. Maggie, I knew you think like me because I was thinking of exceptions. And you know who? My I had a few. Uh, I was going to say Joan of Arc was a system patron, paid, but, uh, patron <laughs> saint. Uh, Galileo was the one I couldn't fit into it because he totally bucked the system. Picasso bucked the system. That's a good one. Yeah. Picasso was like the Lamar Jackson of art. Yeah. <laughs> you can always tie it back to the NFL. It was Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, there are certain people. Uh, I was uh, Marie Curie was definitely not a system chemist. Yeah. Uh, was she? I Einstein, not a system physicist. I was going to say Mary Shelley, not a system novelist. Right? Yes. Frankenstein back in the 1800s I, as a woman, that's uh, not that's out of the system. Yeah. I mean, I looked at Jane Austen. I wasn't yeah. quite sure what system that could possibly be. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I looked at a, a lot of different people. Someone tweeted me FDR as a system president. He was uh, there for a long time. They enough. said he was a compiler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his Hall of Fame resume. That was actually Tom from Odyssey who said that. I thought it was a great he line. He was a compiler. Yeah. I mean, basically, the, if you take the system quarterback argument, you can extend it to anything in life. And I just, I think it's a good thing to be a system quarterback. I'm a system part of Maggie and Perloff because we're a team. Everybody builds off of everybody else's success. Right. Teamwork is what wins titles, not individual success. So honestly, Jalen Hurts had no reason to be mad at Micah Parsons. And I Taylor Swift think... fans have no reason to be mad at <laughs> Stu Kovacs. That's Stu Kovacs <laughs> who said Taylor Swift yes. overrated. At S-T-U-K-O-V-A-C-S on Twitter. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Voltaire as a system philosopher Duh. is one I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, okay, well, you're welcome to react off of that if you can. Uh, we also have some great <laughs> Charles Barkley sound you got to hear. We see you guys on the phones, too. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come right, right back. It is the Maggie and Perloff Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. We're back on Maggie and Perloff, just coming from the office Christmas party. Yeah, everyone uh, still partying in there? <laughs> no, there's four people hanging out, all radio producers. Yeah. All starting. There's alcohol left over and no food left over, so it's getting it's a little. Always a great combo. It's getting a little ugly. Yeah. I, now I warned everybody. There was not enough of a base coat for the amount of booze that was here. So I was up sort of late, semi late. I stayed up for the first half of the Celtics Lakers. Yeah. Now I I thought, oh, Lakers Celtics, it's going to be the great rivalry game. It felt more like, and this is kind of obvious, a passing the torch game from LeBron to Jason Tatum, who is emerging as one of the big stars of the league. But I, I watched the first half, and I'm like, 
Celtics are going to run them off the floor. Yep. Then I woke up to find out it went to overtime. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, what you may have missed is that the Lakers mounted yet again another big comeback, yeah. kind of like they did against the 76ers. <sighs> and they actually ended up taking the lead. And then, yes, as you're talking about a pass-the-torch moment, it was Tatum, as you're watching here on CBS Sports Network, who ends up shooting a jumper over yeah. LeBron to tie the game to send it to overtime. And then Boston took over in the overtime period. Yeah. yeah. The Lakers need to improve their overtime skills. <laughs> yeah. But the they thing is, they're there. so old. How are they possibly going to have energy? But, you know, the thing about the Lakers is I watch the pregame. There's a lot of optimism because Russell Westbrook is playing better. Off the bench, yep. But I don't know. Well, this was Charles Barkley, who was on TNT last night, thinks there's a conspiracy theory with everyone talking about the We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sum this first half up for me. The sure. Lakers the Lakers stink. Yeah, y'all, they, y'all forcing us to show them all the time like they're going to be good. Y'all is it Ernie? They, they, no, the NBA. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Uh, and then we got all these clowns on television have to talk about them every day. A the conspiracy? Lakers, it's a conspiracy. Like, we have to talk about the Lakers. The Lakers are awful. We don't talk about no other 14 seed. Uh, well, sorry, they're not a 14 seed. They're a 12 seed. We don't talk about what's the 12 seed in the East. We don't ever talk about the Washington Wizards, do we? <laughs> ever. <laughs> do we ever mention the Washington Wizards? Okay, I'm, I'm fine. It's the last time you're going to see him this year. No way. It is. This year. This is December. This is. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. So last time you see the Lakers this year. And best. now we've got what? Uh, how many more days? Two weeks. Yeah. Left in the season. Uh, best studio show ever. First of all, let's yeah, just say. I watched last night. They spent 10 minutes looking at an old clip of Charles Barkley at a Magic Johnson uh, charity event trying to do a dunk contest. <laughs> it was amazing. He was trying to bounce the ball off the backboard and then catch it and dunk it. Took him three times. And apparently Charles Barkley has a big thing where he doesn't want anyone else to have. He hates when guys get two attempts in a dunk contest. Oh, right. And then they had this video of him trying to dunk the ball three times. And the guys, <laughs> all three of them were ribbing him mercilessly. Uh, but I do understand this Lakers thing. I, 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 you know, I'm not a huge fan of this Lakers team. But of course you're going to talk about them more than the Wizards. They have LeBron James. Yeah, and how about LeBron last night? Like, even on the breakaways, you know, he's doing the windmill dunks. Like, guys in year 20 in the NBA, and it's like, when he wants to, it's all still right there for him. It's crazy. The problem is the 82-game schedule, and he needs some help. And Anthony Davis is great, but it's a big, slow, old team. There's just no way around it. They just don't have the reinforcements. I think that uh, the Celtics are... A younger team should be able to run past that team in general. I think that's what their big issue is. So I don't know what the trade is they make. What was the trade we had yesterday? Boyan Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich which is not going to make them any yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the Celtics are one of those young teams. And you're right about the Definitely. passing of the torch thing. It's like the Celtics are young and the Grizzlies are young and the Pelicans are young. And, like, yep. they're in, you know, the Mavs. Like, there are these, you know, Phoenix, besides Chris Paul, you know, those yeah. are guys are young. Like, you have... 
you know, some some fresh blood in this league. Do you think the NBA is making a mistake by not pushing those younger teams more? And are they pushing not just LeBron, but you're seeing a lot of LeBron. You see KD. Yep. And I think Giannis, you see a lot of, he's young too. Yep. But are they not doing a good enough job passing the torch from LeBron James? Because at some point, LeBron's going to be gone. Yeah, I think that they, I, I understand what they're doing. I feel like you got to, I understand why the league is still LeBron focused yeah. while he's still here and playing this well. It's not like LeBron is coming off the bench and, you know, barely hanging on and we're seeing the end. Like he's still, when he's playing, he's a factor. Yeah, he's really good. He's not, he's not Michael he's Jordan in Washington. He's better than that. Yeah, I think. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Also, that team in Washington around Jordan wasn't very good. Let's go to our buddy Jay is in Alabama, wants to get in on our system quarterback discussion. Jay, what's up? Okay, now when you guys are talking about system, first of all, I thought Taylor Swift wrote her own like lyrics and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, great point, Jay. Where Perloff went after Taylor Swift in our last segment and said she was a system musician. I think that's why she's that's one of the reasons why she's famous because she writes her own mm. songs, right? Yeah, she just happens yeah. to have the greatest producers around. She has the guy from Aaron Dresser from the National who wrote all the National songs. Just happens to be her lead producer. Okay, well, Michael Jackson had you know Quincy. Like it's yes, that's a, and that's I think, awesome. Yeah, I think Taylor Swift gets a lot of help for those songs. And honestly, well, what you know what, Jay, you're leading me to trouble. Perloff's going to get roasted by the... Uh, no, 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 okay, Taylor wait, wait. First of all, if you're, if you're writing your own rhymes, you're writing your own lyrics, and you are a singer or a rapper, you're not a system singer or a rapper because you're writing your own stuff. You all, Everybody needs a producer. Now, there right. are people that, people like Prince that write and produce all of their stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, that dude is the system. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Yeah. You know, the Prince, maybe Prince should go on your list of the outside the system. Yeah, Prince, people. that's a great example. He is the opposite of a system quarterback. Yes, but um, when we're talking about like system quarterbacks, okay, what does everybody say when you first, when, we, when Dredd, when Todd McShay come around and all of them come around? Like, what do they say? If he gets into a good system, he'll be all right. It's just all about getting it. It is all about getting into the good system. Yep. Because um, the system that Jalen's in right now, wasn't um uh, Carson Wentz in that system and he didn't he didn't work? No, uh, different coaching staff. Uh, because Carson Wentz was oh, with Peterson, and right now Jalen's with Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen. So I and think they've, it, and to be fair, they changed the system last year when it wasn't working. They changed to a more run friendly. Now they've changed back to a different type of system where Jalen's throwing the ball more. Like it hasn't just been one thing with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't even know how you would classify this system they run. It's not. It doesn't feel like a Sean McVay system. We know a Sean McVay offense when we see it because there's all that pre-snap movement. I'm not even sure what what we know about Nick Sirianni's system. Hello? Yeah, Jay, you're there. Okay, I'm I'm in the country. I'm out in Alabama country, but but yeah, like like I always say like, you know, to all the quarterbacks like I want to be the first one in the draft. No you don't cuz you're going go yep. to go through a sucky system. <laughs> your career is going to be over within 3 years. Or remember remember Derek Carr's brother Remember what he used to go through? David Carr. Like, what? Yes. I mean, dude was getting murdered every week. You know what I mean? So, yes, yeah, system does matter. So, anybody, Tom Brady, system. And you're right, Joe Montana, system. Nobody knew about the West Coast offense before Joe Montana and, um, and his Bill coach. Walsh. So, yeah. Bill Walsh. So, yes, yeah, system matters. I always say that. Like, all of these guys, I want to be the first in draft. Yeah, go on ahead. Go on ahead and take that first pick. See you in about three years, players. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Jay, but, hey, that's that's th- all I wanted to say. Hey, and also, hey, Pythagoras was not a system yeah, yeah. philosopher. 
<laughs> Jay. Jay, that's goes. a good one. Jay, I, I knew Jay had a little something for add you. The list. Okay, I have a great question also, about but to, I know that's generally true what Jay's saying, but Joe Burrow went first overall, and this is looking like a pretty good system well, for him. Well, I was going to ask about Zach Wilson. What if Zach Wilson had gotten somewhere else? Because it does seem like two teams in particular are where quarterbacks go to die, the Jets and the Bears. <laughs> what if I, <laughs> no, Zach Wilson is going to be back on the sidelines this weekend. Did you see the news today? He's going to be yeah. backing up Mike White. Well, let me ask you this. What if Patrick Mahomes in 2017 had not fallen to number 10 and had gone number two to the Chicago Bears who took Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah. Do you think Patrick Mahomes would be a, an MVP? So I'm one of those people who tend to think that if you're really great, you will be great anywhere. I think that about eras. And I think that about like we would be able to see his talent, I think, even if he was on the Bears. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I don't agree. You don't I agree. think he'd be good, but he wouldn't. He'd be really good, and we would see his talent. We wouldn't but be he an wouldn't MVP because I don't think they would be Super Bowl. The, yeah, I contenders. don't think he would have. I don't think he would have put up the huge, huge numbers. I think being with Andy Reid helped a lot. It's a really, it's a great offense yeah. for for quarterbacks. So yeah, I think we we disagree, disagree there. Yes, of course he'd be good. He's Patrick Mahomes, but no, I I think a lot of that was helped by landing with Andy Reid. It's so much as Jay said. It, it really matters where you're drafted. And I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. Regardless of what you think of him, Jets is a tough place to go. They have not had a good offense in a really long time. No, of course, and you have uh, Matt Lafleur who was a first-time offensive coordinator. Yep. Robert Saul was a first-time head coach when he was hired. There was just a lot of new there. And, yeah, it's a tough yeah. place. And also, the fans get on you. The media gets on you. There's a little extra pressure here. And another guy who had a tough go was Trevor Lawrence. His first year got caught Michael in that. Lord, pardon me. Matt's yeah. in Green Bay. Uh, right. What's uh, the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, of course, got caught in the exact wrong spot the first year with yeah. Urban Meyer. I'm sorry, Mahomes... Combined with Tom Brady, combined with Aaron Rodgers, would not have succeeded in Jacksonville in <laughs> that rookie year. That was an impossible situation. It's a perfect example of landing in the exact wrong spot. But Okay, we, but think about it. That was a terrible, terrible uh, landing spot that first year. But couldn't we tell that Trevor Lawrence were like, there's something in there. Even though it was a terrible year at the first year, it's like, oh, we can tell that he's good, though. But just because we had seen him in college, if we had just seen him in the NFL, we never would have. No, but to Jay's point, if you're getting taken number one overall, we would have obviously seen you in college. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. That, but I don't know that Trevor Lawrence did anything. Look at his numbers with that year; they were no, terrible. But, but we knew that there was a good quarterback in there, even though it was a terrible situation, a terrible team. I think we knew, but I think we had a lot of opinions about Trevor Lawrence coming into that. I think he, we knew he was the surefire thing. I don't know. We would like Zach Wilson if he was in that situation. He, so Trevor Lawrence had 12 touchdowns and 17 picks as a rookie. Terrible. Yeah. Led the league I, in interceptions. Yeah, I think we would have looked at him much more skeptically if he wasn't considered that. If he know. hadn't won a national championship in college. Yeah, and, and he was the best draft pick since Andrew Luck. He was the most surefire thing. I think we gave him the benefit of the doubt. So I, I don't know. You're right. Talent does shine through, but I'm telling you, David Carr is a perfect example. Very ta as talented as a brother, maybe more talented. Went to an expansion Houston Texans, got beat up for five years, yep. and never made it. No. Um, can we do my top five now? Uh, Ooh, yes. Okay, so we haven't done a Maggie's top five in a couple days, weeks. Um, I'm coming back today because I was inspired by Micah Parsons and talking about Jalen Hurts as a, maybe insinuating that he's not a great MVP candidate because it's mostly the team and the system. Um, I have the top five most insulting things you can say to a quarterback. Ooh, I can't wait. Number five on the list, 
calling them a system quarterback. That's number five. <laughs> That's may, number five? It might not be meant to be an, an insult, but it doesn't come across as a compliment. Funny, I thought you might go higher with that. Okay. Number four, a jag. Oh, that guy's Ooh. a jag. Just a guy is what it stands for. That's the fourth most insulting thing you could say about a quarterback. Number three, that guy's a bridge quarterback. Oh, that's Brutal. the worst. You might get paid $20 million a year, but you're someone calls you a bridge quarterback, you're basically there to keep the seat warm for someone younger and better. Yeah, you're going to be... You're going to be four and five, and then they're going to put in the number one pick who's going to lose nine straight games. <laughs> but what are you supposed to do? You're a bridge quarterback. Number two of uh, the top five most insulting things you can say to a quarterback, the guy's seeing the rush. Ah, oh, That's one hmm. step before you're basically put out to pasture. Once you're <laughs> seeing the rush, you're gone. Usually when you see the rush, that rush is about to hit you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you see it right before it puts you on your back. And the number one most insulting thing you can say about a quarterback, lost the locker room. Ooh. Doesn't get any worse. La oh, yeah. Can't come back from guy who lost the locker room. Impossible. No shot. Number one war most insulting thing you can say to a quarterback. So seeing the rush, is that is when... Sam Darnold said he was seeing ghosts. Is that related to that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sam Darnold got done dirty uh, by that. It was mic'd up. He didn't even say it, you know. I said it on the sideline of a game. Um, Feels like that's not so. Well, actually, he said it about himself. So I, know. I guess I, that's not good. Yeah, maybe seeing ghosts, seeing the rush is when you just don't want to get hit. That's, yeah. that's when you're seeing the rush. Seeing the rush. That means okay. you're, you don't want to hang in the pocket. You don't want to stand tough. I mean, it's, True. A, it's a big insult. Sometimes as a fan, though, I want my star quarterback to get rid of the ball and not stay back there <laughs> and get slaughtered. And if, by the way, if I'm a Bills fan, I don't want to see Josh Allen scramble for eight yards and do a tr triple Lindy flip <laughs> over a defender to get a first down and immediately week 12 game. Well, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? He's going to be the whole run game. Uh, <laughs> 855-212, as he usually is. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Did I miss any? Game manager was also receiving votes. Oh, that's a really good one, too. Game manager was on there. but They hate that. I didn't think it would top five. I mean, call someone a game manager. It's not so insulting. Game manager has a little bit of system QB in it. Yeah, it's kind of the same. Yeah. And, yeah, just a guy, by the way, that's for any position. It could be any position. They, but nobody wants that. No, that's when the scouts write Jag next to your name. Oh, brutal. Yeah, I love when football people say, is he a guy? Yeah. I'm like, yes, of course he's a guy. You just saw him. You saw him in the locker room. I can confirm he's a guy. <laughs> but they mean. But is yeah. he a dude? Yeah. And then, yeah, but you know, Bob Costas' old joke. This is stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. When he's, he has a hamstring, you know, when they, meaning he has a hamstring injury, Bob Costas is like, well, of course he has a hamstring. Yeah. That, that would be But a I do Bob always Costas wonder joke. why. Yeah, I know. Such a, a dad sports yeah, joke. Yeah, also, like, he's got a knee. But why he's do people say that? Yeah, because by the way, Brock, shorthand because we're all talk. We all know what we're talking about. Okay, well, somebody said the other day Brock Purdy has an oblique, and I had no idea what they were talking <laughs> you about. Still don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> when did it happen? What does that mean? Is he playing? Someone just tell me. I don't know. I I think he did actually throw the ball for the first time today, if I'm seeing that correctly from practice. <laughs> okay, so, so that's a good thing considering they're playing tomorrow. Did he get hit in the oblique, or did he? He must have strained it. I think he strained it. If you're hit in the oblique, I think that means your ribs are probably cracked. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you go Google that? <laughs> I don't know. You're the one who claimed that you knew what an oblique was before this all started. I know. I was lying. Uh, coming up. <laughs> 
time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Gil in Las Vegas. Did you save the poinsettias? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. I mean, I'm mortified that we allowed the poinsettias in the studio to get as dry and worn out as they did. So, yes, water them and I think save them. I mean, they still look great on TV, but, I mean, bad job by us. We just totally let them go. Are you really mortified, though? First yeah. of all, why was that? Whose job was it to water the poinsettias? Any one of us could have taken this on. I feel personally responsible. I feel like Want to know Stu why? and I looked at each other like there's no way in a million years we would have thought to water the poinsettias. See, that's why I feel responsible. I hate to devolve <laughs> into, like, gender norms and, but, like, old-fashioned things, but, like, I know you guys are probably not thinking about the flowers I think I probably should have been a little more thoughtful. But you obviously weren't thinking of them either, though, Maggie. Because you let them wasn't. die. <laughs> I know. Wait. Here I am letting the poinsettias Do die. guys buy plants? I was thinking about this. Like, Stu and I have never owned a plant. Never. No. Not EJ? once. I've never owned a plant. Yeah. S- have any of your guy friends th- owned a plant? I don't know anyone. I don't think so. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I, there are some plants that my friends have, have cultivated. Uh, yeah, under those not exactly street But that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. that looks. Uh. Oh. Or sorry. Um, but Perloff I, said in the break, I wouldn't even know where to buy a plant. Home, I think Home Depot, because my <laughs> wife has brought plants in my life. Yeah. So you go to Home Depot. Home Depot. Grocery Lowe's, store usually grocery has them store, too. Yeah. A farmer's market, if you're into that kind of thing. If you <laughs> say you, at each other. if you're a woman who met a guy and on the first day or it's the first time you go back to her apartment and yeah. you see a bunch of plants there. Run for your life. That guy's a serial killer. <laughs> what kind of dude is sitting like, oh, let me let me go and buy a fern. I mean, come on. What are you talking about? Maggie, did you date men who own plants? No. My husband definitely did not have a plant. In his yeah, apartment. I've met your husband. There's no way he owned a plant. <laughs> no. And, I mean, maybe, again, that other kind of plant. Maybe. That I could see. Yeah, not even for him. Um, no, I don't think. Uh, he definitely didn't. And he also lived in an apartment with, like, three other guys. Oh, like, there was yeah. no like, plant would have made would a, out of there alive. How long would a plant have survived in that situation? That's worse than the desert. <laughs> Guy, yeah. Like someone would like pour like their last of their beer in it. I don't know. Um, I feel responsible. I had I had plants. No, in my no, 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 no. It was not your job to water the poinsettias. There's got to be somebody. A designated um, waterer. I don't know. We didn't bring them in here. They just showed up one day. <laughs> Whoever brought them in here should have came back and watered them. Am I? Is that well, wrong? It's funny because everything else kind of came with a little bit of an extraction on it. Like, hey, turn me on. About which we have. I don't. Th- I think the batteries were out. The on batteries half were of out on some of these. Oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> cool. There's 15 minutes left in the show. That's awesome. Um, um, can I? I also had to. I wasn't sure which were plastic and which were real. I have to admit, I, I don't know much about poinsettias. I wasn't <laughs> totally sure what the deal was there either. Does anyone turn these lights off after we leave? That's a great. I think question. they just stay on. I all think they night. stay on the whole twenty-four hours. Nice. Well, it should be. You it's know. festive for all the shows. That's what it's I our think. gift to everyone else at the network. Now it's beautiful. Is this thing off or the battery's dead? Let's see. I think see. the battery died. Okay. Yeah. There's this thing of sort of. Silver balls on here that yeah. are not lit. Ornaments. Like ornaments. Christmas ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jingle bells, whatever. Ornaments, not jingle bells. Okay, I'm just going to throw out the controversial question of the season. Do you guys, if you have a tree, do you yeah. have a plastic tree or a natural tree? I have a fake tree in my house. Yeah, yeah fake as well. Fake. Real. Wow, okay. Yeah, we go buy it. This is a new development for us. Okay. Yeah, we've done this for two years now. It's a huge mistake. Go, once you go <laughs> plastic, you'll never go back. 
Why? Why is the plastic? Better? Oh, it's so well, much I a, better. I, I have a new dog, so like mm. I think adding a new dog and then now saying, oh, now we have a real tree. That, that just who knows what could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> asking for trouble. Yeah, asking for bad news with my girl Lita. I, I love you. Can't even picture the scenario, but you know it's something like the last scene in Home Alone. It's bad. <laughs> All of a sudden, everyone's got like a iron print this, on yeah, their yeah, face. Definitely it's like <laughs> paint cans going everywhere. Exactly. Definitely, the fire department will be called on multiple occasions. I just, it's just such a mess to have those pine needles everywhere. You have I like to. It. it smells nice. Okay, that's true. Yeah. But you have to deal with the water and you have to carry it in. I don't How know. How long do you guys keep your trees up? We haven't even bought ours yet. We get it late. Day after Thanksgiving until January yep. 2nd, every year. Oh, okay. Growing up in, in, in Queens, my mom would keep her tree up until like February. Really? Oh, no. She's wow. one of those. It's wait, re- wait, did it's she really keep holly, uh, Halloween pumpkins out way too long as well? <laughs> oh, I, I just keep pumpkins way too long. And one actually exploded in my bedroom in fifth grade. That's a whole nother Ooh. story. spontaneously wow. combusted. But, okay, but yeah. see, to defend your mom, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, you got to take the tree down and all the decorations down right after the holiday. But what about the people who are putting it up like November 15th? Right, exactly. They keep the tree up forever. It's just before the holiday. What's the difference? Before or after? My mom, no. had, my mom had no shame until one day she needed a cable fixed. And the DirecTV person comes in. And what do they see? And on, like, you know, March 15th, a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And the person just stops and looks like, um, <laughs> and she's like, I know I have a Christmas tree up. And it's March. Please do not give me any shame. I'm sorry. He's like, I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> you know, it still gets dark early, though, so it's kind of nice. You can have the well, tree around. Yeah. I got to be honest. When the tree goes down in mid-January for us, it's so depressing. January, yeah. it's dark, and it's gray, know, and there's not, not as much sports on, and the tree's gone. So I think your mom is on to something. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, all right, so we got to the bottom of that. What, your mom definitely would have watered these points out. Right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Bad job, I know. Sorry. I hate to say it. It's just like, I don't like to lean into these gender norms, but uh, on this one, I think it's just no, my bad. I don't I'll take think, the bullet for everybody. I don't think that, are women known to be better gardeners than men? Maybe. I, I think so. Okay. I think we take care of plants better than you guys. I mean, considering you never even, the thought never crossed your mind to buy a plant. I honestly, it's still this point, unless I go in touch with it, I don't even know what's real and what's plastic in this room. I'm so unaccustomed. Take a bite of it. We'll see. Does not have the eye for it. (laughs) These little red red, uh, berries, are they real or plastic? Yeah, eat one of those. (laughs) Let's see how that goes. (laughs) Don't do it. They're plastic. (laughs) Confirmed. (laughs) Way to go. This has been up for like two weeks. Um, I want to share this was a hilarious one. Um, Well, and also kind of sad. So this woman was posting on TikTok from Disney World Mm -hmm. in Florida that she went to this really fancy restaurant in Disney World. I haven't been there since I was a kid. But apparently now there's like super fancy restaurants. No. Yes. We were just in Disney World. There is. No, I'd like to hear the story because there's definitely no fancy restaurant. Okay. Well, there there is. Oh, like in one of the hotels or something? Yeah. This one was in Morimoto's in Disney Springs. Oh. Uh, and Lake okay. Buena Vista. Been there. I haven't been to Morimoto's, but I've walked by that. That is not a fancy restaurant, but please go Okay. Ahead. Well, according to this woman and then the story, one of her friends at a birthday dinner ordered Wagyu beef, which is... $32 per ounce. Okay. And you have to order minimum three ounces. So you're basically in for a hundred bucks, right? Okay. okay. Not bad. So this is what she put on TikTok. No one at the table was prepared when along with the beef platter, the waiter also brought a certificate listing in detail information about the cow. They had the birthday... <laughs> oh. The name, 
and a little nose print on the certificate. Oh, oh my God. Can you imagine? You'd have to send it back. How could anybody? You can't sit there and eat it. I don't want to know, especially if I'm going to a restaurant. I'm specifically going there because I don't want to prepare the food. I don't want to think about where it's coming from there. And you get a certificate that's got the little nose print of the cow. That's terrible. Isn't that awful? You got to warn people before you do stuff like that. Yeah. Can't, they can't, you can't sit down and have that happen to you. You're not going to want to eat it then. I almost wonder if it's like a psyop and are these people actually trying to convert people into veganism? Like, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, an business, it's an interesting business model. Yeah. Um, if you want people to order the beef, which I'm assuming you do, that the, the cow was born in May. His name was Shino. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how dare they? Funny. Uh, Dizzy Springs is not that fair. You be, have you been? To I've Disney? not been. I've oh, not you been to go. Disney World since I was a very little kid. Dizzy Springs is the mall that is attached to Disney World where okay. before you go to Disney World, you go and you spend all your money there <laughs> and you that? eat at chain restaurants. Now, Morimoto, <laughs> which is a Philadelphia restaurant, it's a little above, but it's not that crazy. Anyway. $100 for a steak. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I, I, honestly, I'm surprised. There's a, I think there's a Morimoto downtown New York, too. Very well, nice I'm place, not going to but... go to it now if this is true because I don't want to feel bad about what I'm doing there. <laughs> I was so worried that this story was going to be like a $4,000 bill for people who could only afford $400. Oh, no, 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 no. no. no apparently Which they... probably happened as well. but Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that people wouldn't be like over their skis on this, but it was Japanese A5 Wagyu beef. Now... It's, a, it's always served with a certificate of authenticity. Mm. Last thing I need. Lie to me. You know, maybe maybe if I buy the Wagyu beef for $32 an ounce, maybe I, I'm the sucker, you know, if it doesn't come with a certificate. Yeah, I don't, I'd rather not uh, have the certificate. I don't get that. I understand that. I have friends who are animal activists who yeah. I, I don't watch those documentaries. No. I just enjoy the beef, and it doesn't bother me. I would eat, I'd eat Billy even the if Cow. This, even no, if the certificate came? Not even the slightest bit. Wow. Not... Not even for a second, which is bad. I think I should start to feel guilty. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> would you guys feel bad or would you eat it? Uh, Be honest. I'd feel bad. I wouldn't eat it. I mean, I'd feel bad and eat it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Cutting it, crying. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> oh, sure, I know. Maybe this is the year that we try out veganism like we've been talking about. <laughs> Have we been talking about that? Well, remember Derek Henry and veganism and how I've been threatening to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you accuse, well, you didn't accuse, you uh, suggested that Derek Henry was a vegan when he's not. Well, regardless of that, I did see this Netflix documentary and a lot of vegan athletes are totally ripped and I wouldn't mind looking like that. If veganism was a great way to improve your self-image. I think that they're also working out a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Just flipping over tires and stuff. But how long do you think you could stay vegan? How like how long could you go? Uh, I three weeks. But also too, there are a lot of vegans. That's vegan, not that long. There are a lot of vegans who do it because they're aware that you're killing an animal too. It's a combination of factors. But is it how healthy is it though? I feel I feel like I'd probably end up eating tons of French fries. And so stuff how like long that. you think you could go? Well, should we try? I think we should do a show diet in 2023. Oh, a little detox. Yeah, I think we should do something in January. Just to test our wills. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't like you where guys this is in? going. Stu, you have no uh, will. I, I can tell already. None at all. There's no <laughs> shot. EJ, you ready to cut out all meat? Uh, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and then there were two. 855-212-4CBL. The only thing that can affect you is cutting out Mike and Ike's or whatever candy you're eating. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Sour Patch Kings in my bag. See you tomorrow, everybody. Thank you, Stu Kovacs, EJ Stewart. Thank you, Marlo Donahue, Allison Cohen, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.